0: Two, three. Go tell it to the wall. 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 All right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 38 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a great episode for you today. Some good things to talk about, some great positive news, lots of common sense. I mean, everything we do revolves around common sense, but definitely high on the common sense today. And uh, there's one of those ridiculous social media TikTok challenges going on, and of course, we're going to talk about that and, you know, common sense regarding those things. But before we get into all those great topics, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. You just got to remember the name of the podcast and you can find it on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search go tell it to the wall. Uh, you're going to find our Uh, Our official YouTube channel there, that is where we keep all of our playlists, all of our live video feeds, live feeds, whichever it may be uh, at the time, all of that gets posted up on YouTube as well. So if you want to do some catching up or you want to get specifically into like the parenting playlist, the mental health Mondays playlist, all that good stuff, uh, head on over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel. You can, of course, follow my own personal, personal... That's right. It's mine. It's not Go Tell It to the Wall. There is some Go Tell It to the Wall stuff up there, obviously. Uh, my own Instagram, which would be at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. That's right, SoCalSean. I love the Instagram. It's uh, it's my preferred personal, like, um, I think I've said this before, like social media feed, you know? I get, like, news from Twitter. A lot of times I'll go and see what's trending and what's being talked about. Uh, Facebook is is kind of business wise too because we do a lot of go tell us the wall, but it's uh, like music related and that kind of stuff and then instagram is just kind of like it's music and it's a podcast too but it's a lot of just my own personal stuff so i find myself spending a lot of time on instagram uh that and a lot of my friends are photographers and artists and stuff so that is ends up being their number one platform so obviously uh i peruse there more than a lot of other places uh simply because of that so uh, again so cal sean follow us on there uh, and of course, we have the website seanorourkelive.com. Again, seanorourkelive.com. Bookmark that. Check back off. And I talked last week about how the website wasn't down, but was having some some issues. A uh, big, big, big shout out to Wix. Thank you to the the uh, development team at Wix. Uh, it took them a couple days, but they were able to fix the website. All of that is is up and running fully again. Uh, and actually, I took some time this week to to update a lot of content on the website. So if you haven't been on the website in a while, you'll, you'll notice there's some new stuff up there. So make sure uh, you head over to shaunaworklive.com, bookmark it, check back, all the good things. You're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign, as I always mention. Uh, that, the Patreon, for those of you not familiar with it, is, is a great platform for you to support other artists, musicians, broadcasters, whatever it might be. Uh, so even if you don't want to support, go tell to the wall on Patreon. Please, you should. We we, we need all the help we can get. Uh, look on there. There's going to be artists and stuff, especially right now with everything that's been happening for the past year. Good God, I, I'm a week away from a year of, of being like basically just being at my house. Oh God, it's it's crazy to think about that. Uh, but especially with the with the climate we're in, uh, support any artists that you may like on Patreon. You can with a dollar, a dollar. You can support Go tell to the wall with a dollar, whatever it might be, uh, and if you hit a point, you get your name up on the Patreon wall supporters board here. You also get mentioned on air. There's all kinds of little perks, uh, and for the love of God, once, once we open back up, I, I have piles of stickers here. You can't really see them on the video because they're like under my just, but there's just crazy, crazy amounts of like big stickers, little stickers, new design is still coming. That's going to be on stickers, all of the things. Uh so we gotta get a bunch of those given given away. And speaking of of branded things, uh make sure you check out the merch page also on Shaunawork Live.com. Um <clears throat> just an FYI and I'm I need to get a sip of my water. This actually should be coffee in my mug. Uh normally i I do have water in the studio, but this one, this this particular week, this should be coffee. Uh I got I got basically no no sleep last night. Very, very, very minimal. Um and I'm going to talk a little bit about this in mental health uh, p- pertaining to like what I was doing myself at midnight. Just to give you a little background, uh, here in Highland Park, a neighbor, uh, le- like less than a half a block away, decided to throw a huge party last night. Like, okay, fine. I can deal with the music. Please don't s- be a super spreader event or whatever. Uh, and then, of course, as the night got later, they decided to start shooting off fireworks. They started with the little ones, uh, and then the big ones came. And my kid... You know, if if you've been listening for a while, you've probably followed at least a little bit the saga of fireworks and and my kid and and her really not being a fan of fireworks. And she's built up to the point of like, okay, no, she's okay with them. Uh, But this was less than a half a block away and they're shooting off the gigantic fireworks. And in fact, I'm in my garage at the back of my house and for those of you that are in, in LA or areas where you might have fireworks like right next to you, 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 maybe, you know, this feeling, um, but you know, and they're the big mortar ones. So, you know, it shoots up into the air and then explodes. You can tell it's close when the shoot out of the, the mortar or whatever sounds like it would be the explosion if it was a little further away. And that's how close it was. Just all. So of course I'm running around. I'm making sure no, no embers are falling in my house. Cause you know, I have that nice built in inane fear of, of fire, you know, been there, done that. And, uh, And then, of course, it was so loud that that my daughter could not, she was done. She just, she woke up, like, kind of started to fall asleep, woke up screaming, couldn't comfort her. She ends up in in my room, mine and my wife's room, Uh, and, you know, at that point, and finally my wife and I got her a little calmed down, and she's kind of dozing off, and it's like midnight at this point, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm heated, I'm anxious, I'm upset, and I'm just, I hit a point where I was like, oh, I can't go to sleep right now. I You know, I don't want to go in the room and disturb my kid right now. Uh, so I went down and, and started cleaning my garage at midnight last night. Uh, so, and then got no sleep, like, at all. Was just <laughs> kind of tossing and turning in bed, despite the fact that I got a brand new mattress. Second night on this brand new mattress, but of course my kid's in the room, so... It's not a lot of sleep. If you have kids and you've had them in your room or in your bed, like, not a lot of sleep's happening when that's going on. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of my version of self-care and, and cleaning and organizing my garage at midnight on a Saturday night. Uh, when I should be sleeping. <laughs> at the very least, working on a, on this show... Uh, But uh, or at a show if, if the world was open up. But like those are the three things I should be doing at midnight. Cleaning my garage is not one of them. All right. But before we get into further details on that, let's talk about some digital trends. That's right. Digital trends. So some things going on on digital platforms this week. Everybody's losing their mind over a doctor who's not actually a doctor. You know, Dr. Seuss. Yes, yes. We've all heard the 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 news and and the story and the announcement and everything else. Uh, the the Seuss estate is, is even called it? I don't even know. You know, that's the thing. Is everyone? Nobody cares about Dr. Seuss until all of a sudden there's a controversy and everyone's like, Oh God, I gotta have to. Like my kid, I got, I have a bunch of Dr. Seuss books. I actually had a bunch. Like not a bunch, but had them as a kid. Never really knew until recently that how racist <laughs> Dr. Seuss actually was. Um, And interestingly, of those six books, I had never heard of five of them. <laughs> we have one of the six. And, and I guarantee anyone out there whose parents, or even when you were growing up, that because that one, I don't think I had it as a kid. And I'm, I'm pointing back because <laughs> it's not in my studio, it's in my kid's room. But we we do have that Mulberry Street book, you know. And I kind of had to go, like, oh my God, no. But it's just something I wasn't aware of. Once I was made aware, it's like, okay, well, let's calm down on the Dr. Seuss books. Don't need them. I mean, that, that stupid Fox and Sox books book. I talk for a living, and I hate that book. I hate it. It gives me a headache. And you know, I could do without the Dr. Seuss. But of course, people have. To, oh, we're banning books. Oh God! And we have politicians, specifically uh, Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Who has nothing better to do. Nothing better to do. So he's going to take his time and, of course, has to go on Twitter and defend Dr. Seuss. The ridiculous thing here is he went on Twitter and decided to read aloud uh, Green Eggs and Ham. Which, if you're following along, was not one of the six books that was banned. I only know one of them by name, and that's the Mulberry. The others I read, I was like, I've never even heard of those. You know, there's obvious ones. Like Green Eggs and Ham. One Fish, Two Fish. Uh, what's it? What's the... Uh, oh. Whatever that other one is with the, like, I am Sam or, like, Sam I am, whatever that is. Like, those are the ones I know. But, of course, he's got nothing nothing else to do. Kevin McCarthy. It's good to know that we have politicians in this country that everything's going so well that they have free time to just go on Twitter and read children's books. I mean, I, I wasn't aware that our country was doing this well, but apparently we are. Who knew? That's pretty cool. Obviously, we're not. But here we have politicians who care more about uh, a few books. Not being banned. Get, get, let's get this straight. The books are not being banned. No books are being banned. The people who are in charge of publishing the books, who own the rights to the books, have decided not to publish those six books. If I decided tomorrow not to record Go Tell to the Wall anymore, that's my choice. This is mine. I own all of this. Nobody else owns any of this. This is all mine. People could complain, but it's not banning. I, I wasn't banned. I just decided I didn't want to do it anymore. The Seuss people decided they didn't want to do it anymore. But, of course, it turns into, we're banning books. <sighs> Fuck right off with that. That's all I got to say. I, I, like, I can't with this anymore. And it's going to be crazy because we're going to get into some common sense. Uh, I was a teen in the 90s. I grew up Catholic. You want to talk about cancel culture, we're going to talk some common sense around cancel culture and who the real kings of cancel culture are in this country. But before we get there, let's talk about a cartoon rabbit. Yeah, that was also trending in the digital space this week because everyone lost their minds uh, that a cartoon rabbit from a movie in the 90s Speaking of the '90s, I think it was the '90s. Was Space Jam in the '90s? I don't know. It had to be. Michael Jordan was popular in the '90s. Uh, I mean, still, I get it. Still popular. Uh, but a movie from the '90s where they, they, you know, there's a remake of it. If you're not familiar with this, Space Jam with LeBron James. Everyone knows who LeBron James. Everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. It's, it's a sports thing, but not really. I mean, it's it's Looney Tunes too. If you haven't heard of this, they, they, uh, for lack of a better word, please, like for lack of a better word, desexualized a cartoon rabbit. Uh, from the original movie. I really don't even remember it. Now people were up in arms. In their, and people were also tweeting and posting about having weird feelings about a rabbit. It's like, oh, okay. Did Okay, I mean that's fine. That's your prerogative. Um, and of course, here's another one where politicians and political figures had to weigh in. Because they were upset that the cartoon rabbit doesn't have breasts anymore. That's the world we live in. We care about whether a potato has a penis and whether a cartoon rabbit has boobs. Welcome to 2021 in America. It's hard for me to grasp how anybody can care. It's a cartoon. Like, did did you need to get your rocks off to a cartoon rabbit? A serious question. If anyone out there is going to ta- tell you, like, yes, I, yes. Okay, maybe you can have some complaint. Here's the other funny thing with this. If you didn't see this, people were sharing, like, basically there was a side-by-side of the original whatever bunny, this rabbit from the Space Jam movie. Not a huge Space Jam. I've seen it. I don't, I barely recall it. Bill Murray was freaking hilarious in it, but outside of that, I don't really recall much of it. Uh, A side-by-side of the original cartoon rabbit and the new one, like, from the new movie that's coming out soon or Whatever. I don't even know when the hell this thing's coming out. It's, like, not on my radar until people are worried about a cartoon rabbit uh, being desexualized. The funny thing is political figures even shared this. The side-by-side, like, the original cartoon rabbit was actually an image pulled from a hentai website. Hentai? Hentai? I think it's hentai. For those of you not familiar with hentai, uh, this is animated pornography. That's what it is. It's animated pornography. Uh, So, here we have political figures defending... uh, the the sexualization of a cartoon rabbit and on top of that sharing images from a hentai website if you're in nope I'm, I'm not even talking bad about that if you're into do you <laughs> but it's pretty hilarious that political figures are sharing this picture and being like why can't why can't we be more like the pornographic cartoon bunny because <laughs> it's not porn it's a movie it's a feature film and a family movie at that you know come on now uh dogs and hot wings Never fail in this world, to to, for these challenges to pop up, and you think they can't get any worse. We're eating Tide, you know, we're eating laundry detergent. We're doing all these ridiculous things. Well, of course, and and I've talked many times in the past about uh, people utilizing their children for like prank videos and challenge videos and all like ridiculous. Get out of here. And now, of course, we've come to another challenge where people are literally abusing their dogs. And if you haven't seen this one, someone started a TikTok challenge where uh, it's, it's to give it a hot, like, spicy chicken wing to your dog. They've literally had to have veterinarians come out and say, uh, don't do that. Use common sense. Google things. And you'll find out that, that spicy foods are not good for your dog. Can literally kill your dog. Your dog could die because you wanted to have five seconds of fame on some stupid, ticking, talking social platform. That, that's what's going on here, WALL fans. That's what's going on. And on top of this, I mean, animal, animal abuse, plain and simple. On top of this, even if you don't realize that dogs can't have spicy foods, because there are things out there, if you actually go and Google, um, I learned this years ago, there's funky things that you wouldn't think are bad for a dog, and I, I can't even think of any of them offhand. I mean, everyone knows the obvious, chocolate, and you're like, you can't give a dog chocolate. There's a list, like not an incredibly long list, but a list of, th- there's certain things that can be totally, like immediately fatal to a dog. So, I understand if you don't realize like spicy foods, but you should, if you are taking the time to take care of an animal, a dog, you need to at least have some knowledge. You need to at least take that two minutes and say, hey, is this bad for my dog? And here's the thing let's put the spicy hot sauce to the side for a minute. I think anybody over the age of four that has been around a dog and has eaten chicken in their lives knows that you can't give a dog chicken bones it will that will also kill a dog i learned that at like four or five it's like oh can we give the dog this chicken leg bone nope okay why the bones are too small okay but no people this it's animal abuse and i hope that this is getting tracked it's funny i was telling my wife about this like yesterday or earlier whenever she's like where's Peta?" and i was like you think Peta cares about this (sighs) no we need people that actually do care about animals to do something about this not Peta. I'm not gonna give you them I've talked about PETA before, I'm not gonna go Google it or go back and listen to episodes. Alright, I didn't want to talk about a couple of happier ones here. Uh Hashtag DisneyFied Marvel. Hashtag Disney-fied Marvel. Of course, Wandavision. Uh the, the miniseries ended this week. I d I don't I, like I don't even know what to say, <laughs> say about that thing. I was watching it I think yesterday or whatever, like in the middle of the day, and like halfway through, and, and I I get it. I get the appeal if you but you got to be a super Marvel comics fan to 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 like really understand Wanda, and I am a casual like X Men fan. So when it comes to certain things, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that character is, blah blah. Because I, like any person my age, I I was moderately into the X Men in the early '90s. God, there's comic books on this shelf right here, X Men ones, good ones too. I need to one day have those checked out again. Uh, but of course, you have the connection of Disney and Marvel. So hashtag Disneyfied Marvel. This one's just cool to check out. Even if you're not, now I know I said that about Marvel and WandaVision and stuff. Even if you're not a Marvel fan or a Disney fan, like hardcore Disney fan, they're still pretty cool because they're doing mashups of like Marvel characters and and uh, and uh, uh, Disney characters. And, and like I can tell you, one that I saw uh, was Anna from Frozen, and she was dressed up like Wanda from you know or Scarlet Witch, you know, like Wanda from WandaVision. But really cool stuff. So check that out um, and just see. I, I love when artists. Can have fun with stuff and not like take it off in just a ridiculous direction. Um that's why I really love He Creative. It's one one of my favorite artists on Instagram. And to, 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 like it's it's all just very it, it's it's not beating a concept to death. It's not over sexualizing, it's just very nice. Like, I don't want to say whole it's not wholesome. It's just good content for everybody, you know? All right, National Serial Day. Ha <laughs> ha Today is National Cereal Day, if you're not aware of this. I wasn't until this morning, and I got up up and I was like, why the hell is Cinnamon Toast Crunch trending on Twitter? Well, apparently, because it's National Cereal Day, and people are very passionate about their favorite cereals. There's like a list going around, and people are like, how can you say Cinnamon Toast Crunch is not as... The list's (laughs) unimportant. It was interesting to to see how passionate people are about cereal. Um, I've never found myself to be that passionate about cereal, but... I thought I'd give you my my top three in no order cereals. Now, I say top three. It's actually six total cereals. But for me, and this is just me personally, I don't eat a lot of cereal for breakfast. It's pretty rare that I eat breakfast cereal for breakfast. For me, cereal is very much like a dessert. I like to have a bowl of cereal at like 9 o'clock at night when I'm sitting watching TV. So, But when I do have breakfast, they're very different cereals. Like the cereal I like to eat at night, like to get my sweet fix is very different from the, the occasion that I eat do eat cereal for breakfast. Uh, so I'm gonna give you my top three and these are not in order uh, breakfast cereals. And this is pretty much stood pat for my entire life. I've been a fan of these cereals really my entire life. Uh, one of those would be mini wheats or frosted mini wheats. I'm a fan of both of those. That just fills you right up in the morning. I, th- that, if I do have cereal, I will say that is probably the number one of the breakfast cereals without these being an actual order. Frosted flakes or corn flakes, either one. Uh, and I'll tell you if you've never had frosted flakes with a little banana cut up in there, whole, oh, oh. whole. I grew up eating a lot of that, uh, at hotels when we traveled a lot. Cause you'd have like the, you know, the walk up breakfast and I'd get a little, little box of Frosted flakes, banana, a little carton of milk, boom, so good. Uh, and Cheerios. You, like, you can't beat Cheerios. They also help lower your cholesterol. I have no idea how accurate that is. <clears throat> I just know that uh, the, the commercials tell me <laughs> it lowers my cholesterol. And it, it tastes good. I like, I like Cheerios. Uh, and for dessert, and, and I will give a, a, a honorable mention to Rice Krispies. But I think I also just associate Rice Krispies with Rice Krispie Treats. Speaking of the '90s, you remember the Rice Krispie Treat cereal from the '90s? Oh God, that was terrible. That was probably responsible for like all of my cavities back then. Uh, but my favorite dessert cereals, in no particular order, uh, would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, I also enjoy some Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles better than Fruit Loops. I will eat some Fruit Loops, but Fruity Pebbles better than Fruit Loops. It's just uh, Fruit Loops tend to, you get that little a little too much on the mouth. And Cocoa Krispies. Oh, Cocoa Krispies! I will give a little bit of an honorable mention to Golden Grams, my, and I think my wife would give that a number one. We sometimes do have Golden Grams in the house, and and I will, I will enjoy a bowl of Golden Grams. But uh, I would still give my top three to those particular cereals. So on this fine National Cereal Day, my top three breakfast cereals, as well as top three dessert cereals, and finger quotes. All right, one more digital trend. We had a lot of digital trends this week, so just bear with me. Uh, this one, if you haven't seen it, this it, it's not even fully announced. It's just words coming out from Twitter that they are testing a feature called the Undo Send feature. Uh, and it's, it's basically going to give you a brief window uh, to change a tweet that you have tweeted out. We don't know how long. Um, and I think... This is actually the best compromise you can have. Because a lot of people are always like, we got to have the edit feature in Twitter. You got But people that know Twitter and how Twitter gets used are like, no, you cannot do that. You can't do that. Because what happens is you get retweeted a thousand times, and if you're able to edit, then that retweet is showing up edited. You could be like, God bless the USA, and then like 5,000 people retweet it, and you go edit, to edit it to burn down the USA. And it's like, what can you do? I, now, granted, I know it's the same thing for Facebook, but when it comes to Twitter... It's more of people interacting with uh, like political figures, news figures, famous people, you know, whatever it might be, as opposed to Facebook where people are interacting with family and stuff. So I think this is probably the the one way to do it, because I do understand the like, uh, I hit send and it says, you know, it has a instead of an or something like, oh, I misspelled this. <laughs> you know, it says duck. It should say fuck. I, I get it. Uh, so that's going to be the compromise. I'm sure we're going to see this. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this before, before I even saw this 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 news kind of slowly trickling out. And this happens on Facebook all the time with the edit button. Uh, and, and I've stopped because I'll be like, and I don't mean it in a condescending way most times. I'll be like, oh, no, you hey, you misspelled blah, blah in the comments. And then, like, you're scrolling through comments and someone's like, oh, I don't know. and Or making a joke and they're like, I don't know what blah, blah is. And you look at the post and you're like, but it's not misspelled because they edited it. <laughs> so I stopped. I'm like, no, if it's real bad... Uh, or like if it's somebody that that I know personally that you know, it's their brand or something, then I'll I'll just shoot a message, be like, "Yo, go fix your thing," you know. I mean, that's happened, and I'll shoot a message. But so look forward to that. Uh, Twitter users, tweeters, twitterers, whatever. I don't know. I, don't know I just like to peruse the Twitter. I don't. I don't like put content on the Twitter. Rarely do I do that. I did retweet Kevin McCarthy reading green eggs and ham cuz I like I and like I said in my tweet maybe maybe Kevin McCarthy just need to show people that he has minimal reading comprehension and that was his way of proving it. All right, moving on to COVID updates. Big news in California this week. It looks like outdoor venues including stadiums, amusement parks, those kind of things uh, are potentially going to be able to open as of April 1st here in California. Certain criteria has to be met and it's going to obviously be at a limited capacity. Uh and it's going, it's going to be based by county. So, like L.A. still has a little ways to go until uh, until Dodger Stadium can open. Um, and, and same thing with Universal. It's it's going to be in within a certain county. Uh, I think Disneyland will get ahead of uh, ahead of Universal and some other places just because it also comes down to population. That's these rural areas of California. Um, you know when you have and I'm exaggerating. It's nothing against rural areas. But when you have like 10 people, you know compared to like. 10 million or whatever, and I'm just throwing numbers out there. But you know what I mean, this very dense area. Like, I live L.A., and I live L.A. proper, very dense area. Oh, gosh. It's like, a, you just throw a rock in there, and be like, Ow! No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, but it does look like we're, we're getting some movement in the right direction. Hopefully, these stuff like parties going on aren't going to ruin it, because uh, we still have a month until until that can actually happen. The, the, the thing that I'm most excited about... Is, uh, is with Dodger Stadium being able to open up. I am looking at a target date of uh, July 17th or 19th. I can't remember the exact date, but Calif- or the uh, Hell Omega tour in Los Angeles is either July 17th or 19th. I know it's the day before or after my my wedding anniversary, so it's not July 18th. It's 17th or, ni- 17th or 19th. I think it's the 17th. Uh, so I'm, I'm that's like I'm watching. I'm like, all right, let's get there. Let's get vaccinated. Let's all get there. Let's get Hell Omega in July here in L.A. Uh, haircuts seem to be an issue. This one's more just funny, and this is nothing against... I have relatives and friends and stuff that cut hair, and I, and I know many of them have, have done this, have been very good about uh, giving haircuts. Like, one of my friends is, is just outdoor haircuts. That's all she's doing. Um, so I say that jokingly. We have a problem with haircuts and COVID, and I say it because if you remember when the Super Bowls happened, and a couple of players for the Chiefs uh, almost missed the Super Bowl because they were getting haircuts, and the, the barber in fact one guy had like half a haircut like i'm laughing cuz it's just one of those things like and i get it like you're going to be on tv and stuff and you want your you want your hair to look good i mean i come sit in a studio every week and i'm like i don't care about my hair but i get it you want to look good i don't i just i have no shame um but it's happened again the all-star game for the NBA is happening today and two guys uh, from the Philadelphia 76ers went to get a haircut before the all-star game. Contact tracing has them, not that they have COVID, uh, but safety protocols are keeping them out of the game tonight. So I'm not going to say don't go get a haircut, uh, but I am going to say if you're a famous person like Be Smart, who you're going to get your haircut from, or an athlete maybe, I, you know, I don't know. Lots of people getting a haircut because I see people on TV and shit and it's like, well, no, you that's not a year's worth of growth. Uh, this on top of my head though, in one week, like one week from today, the top of my head is a year of growth. Obviously the sides, you know, I early on in the, in the pandemic quarantine and stuff, I, I bought a set of clippers and if, if you need a good recommendation, uh, there, there's some of the best clippers you can find. And I actually got them off a recommendation from my aunt who is a professional hairstylist, uh, and, and really inexpensive a Fair, I mean, you're, you're going to, you know, but I remember I did the math. I was like, oh, shit, that's two and a half of my haircuts. I'm like, maybe I should just do this from now on. Probably going to have to get this top cut at some point. But careful with those haircuts. You never know. <laughs> I just, I laughed when I saw it. I was like, all right, maybe, maybe let's just, like, let's be careful with the haircuts there, athletes. <laughs> just. All right, let's move on to some mental health here. Um, I will say we're going to get into some serious stuff next week because there was... Uh, OCD was trending on the social platforms about a week ago, and I've been sitting on some stuff that I really want to unpack. But this week wasn't the week to do that, so we will do that next episode. Um, but for this week, I want to talk. I want to build a little bit more on the self care that we talked about last week. And remember, I challenged everyone to to first take some time to sit back and 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 find give yourself some self care, whatever that might be. You know, whether it's television, tea, read a book, play a video game, whatever it might be, listen to music really loud, do some jumping jacks, whatever that self-care is. But I also want to talk about the difference in self-care because I think this comes up, and I've talked to people about it. Everyone has their own self-care. You may run into somebody who's similar, you know, and then, like, obviously, I, I mean, I mean, the the punk scene, the, you know, local punk scene. So (laughs) a lot of people that I know, we have that in common. That is a very positive influence on on most of our lives, but you're never gonna come. It's rare you're gonna come across somebody who has the exact same kind of self care methods as you, and what helps them uh, to to kind of get back to normal and and feel better and 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 get out of a funk. And I think that's important because I, like I said, I've talked to people about this who will compare to others. And I think the the pandemic uh, is a is a good. Um, like kind of divining rod of of of, you know, to see where it is for people that even don't have mental illness. And you see the comparison of like, I baked five loaves of bread today. I taught myself how to play the guitar. I cleaned my entire and you know, and for some people that wasn't a way to deal with the pandemic. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the point I wanna make here, is there's nothing wrong with those differences. For me it's it's a lot of cleaning. Like I said at the top of the show, I was I was organizing my garage at uh At midnight last night, I had the drill out and I was hanging new hooks to hang my tools. Like, that's literally what I was doing in in a garage at midnight last night. Had some music blasting. And fortunately, my garage is not next to the house. uh, So I can blast some music with the door closed. And like my my wife and kid, it's detached from the house. uh, So my wife and kid can't hear, which is a good thing. Uh, But for a lot of people, like cleaning is not the thing. They don't want to do anything. They need to cuddle up with a blanket. They need to watch TV. And for me, that is also the case sometimes. So not only does it differ from person to person... It can differ depending where you are and what your body and mind need. And the reason I say that is is it's important to listen to what your brain needs, what your body physically needs. Because your body's going to tell you. Your mind is going to tell you. Your mind is going to tell you it needs to shut down for a few minutes. Your mind is going to tell you it needs some stimulation. Your mind is going to tell you it needs some conversation. Your mind is going to tell you it needs some positive thoughts, some CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And that can change day to day, and that's never going to be the same person to person, ever. So examine that within yourself this week, especially if you're someone who, who suffers from mental health problems or has a mental illness. Examine that with, within yourself, but then don't get stuck to it. Know that that's going to evolve. Make that a constant examination, not constant like daily. You don't want to tax yourself with thinking about this, but just, just listen. Listen to your mind and your body, and let it tell you what, you need to get on to the next step. And I will say the last thing to remember is you don't want to stay in that mode. Like it's okay to spend a day watching television. And if that turns into two days, whatever your body, that's fine. But there's a difference between self care and putting yourself in what you would call a rut. So pay attention to that as well. It's extremely important. because, And I've done that to myself. I think everybody has. Really, I mean, anybody, mental illness or not, this is something that's happened in your life for sure. For sure. So keep those things in mind. And then at the same time, challenge yourself, just like I said last week. So get that self-care in. But challenge yourself, not necessarily with something that scares you. Just challenge yourself to, to accomplish one little thing. And it doesn't have to be big. One little thing. Make yourself a sandwich for lunch if that's the thing you're going to accomplish that day. Read a chapter of a book if that's a thing you're going to accomplish that day. And then you build off of those. And remember, it's different person to person. So find your own self-care. All right. Parenting. You heard my fun parenting from last night. Oh, man. I can tell you. Just, just brutal. Brutal. Four-year-old. They're wild, man. And my and my kid is fantastic. She's extremely caring. She shares her stuff. My kid constantly wants to share her stuff. In fact, when we like we'll talk about a friend, and she'll be like, "Oh, I need to give them a stuffed animal." It's it's, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, like my friends Kevin and Shannon just had a kid, and she's like, "Oh, we I need to," and I'm not gonna give. I I don't like to give the kids names unless it's obvious, and it, you know we've done it before, and I know the parent. And I, I know Kevin and Shannon, but I don't, I, I'm not going to give kids names until I have permission. But she's go, oh, I, I, we need to give, blah blah, a stuffed animal. She starts searching through her stuffed animals, and I'm like, we're not even seeing them right now. Like, what do you? But she knew they just had a baby. It's amazing the compassion and and the humanity from kids, and the, that we somehow lose along the way. But then there's also there's also the id side of four year olds. For those of you familiar with Freud, uh, and that four year old id is whoa something it's something Uh, but I do want to give you a very 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 important piece of advice if you are a parent Uh, probably not if you're a parent of teenagers but if you're a parent of young kids something I discovered just the other day so your bubble solution you know kids love bubbles kids I mean adults love bubbles too I know Juliet I know you love your bubbles I'm not not putting it past you but kids especially love bubbles my kid loves them so we we're we we're going out to do some some bubbles the other day, and we had like I had some little bubbles that we'd been using for you know a couple weeks. And some a neighbor had given them to us, like these little bubble containers. So I was like, oh yeah, play with these. But we have this big bubble bucket thing, and you put the wands in. And it's like spill proof and everything. And I just had been sitting out, and it was just dusty from sit- So I needed to clean it. Cleaned it, had it sitting out there, and I grabbed one of the with a big like jug of bubble solution. If you've ever, <laughs> I mean, you might not even have to be a parent. If you've ever been around kids, you've probably seen one of these giant jugs of bubble solution. So I go and pour it in. And we're putting the wands in, my kid and I, and I'm like trying to blow them, and she's she's like run, you know, swinging around, and I'm like, i not getting any buck. What what the hell? It's like, um, something must be wrong with these wands. So I open the thing up, and we're using little wands. Still can't get anything. And I'm like, okay. Like, a- a- am I going crazy here? And sure enough, I Google bubble solution can go bad. The best bubble solution, like unopened, will will last about a year. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm doing the math, and I'm like... Well, I haven't bought Bubble Solution during the pandemic, so this is probably well over a year old. Expired bubbles that don't work. And we're not even talking expired like, ah, ha, ha expired, but maybe so, you know. No, no, they expire. So word of advice to parents out there with kids, uh, buy a giant bubble thing like once a year and try and get through it because it's not going to work anymore. I, like, my mind was genuinely blown. My wife was in here working, and I'm outside with the kiddo, and I, I messaged her, I'm like, well, I was today years old when I learned that bubble solution can expire. And I'm not going to sit here and promote Amazon, but I will say in those situations where you have a disappointed 4-year-old, thank God for Amazon cuz I was like, "No, no, sweets, let's we're going to go on Amazon." And I showed her I was like, "Here, new bubble solution going to be here tomorrow." Boom. Got there the next day, put it in the thing and went and that was a funny thing. I was like, Oh, and I realized, because I think the solution that we'd had, we've had for like two years. And I was like, oh, I think we were using that when it was already pretty bad before. And then it was like another year, and now it's real bad. Because this new solution was like, bubbles everywhere, without, with minimal effort. I was like, oh, okay, note to self, buy new bubble solution, for the love of Pete. All right, one more thing. I just want to give you a little update, because I know a lot of people, I got some feedback on the naming stuffed animals thing. I know a lot of people enjoyed that. Uh, my kid is getting a little bit better. Although it's becoming bad, because here, there's so there's two things. We have a bird. For some reason, this little bird, it's the same damn bird. I will say it looks it looks like a, uh, looks kind of like a robin. So it's got a little mohawk. So I'm like, you cool bird. But this bird's been hanging out on on all of my outdoor furniture and pooping, on outdoor furniture. So the other day, like we're out there playing, and I was like, oh, there's a bird that likes to come poop on everything. And my daughter's like, oh, can we can we keep it? Can we catch it? And I was like, no. Well, I had two raccoons on top of my outdoor fireplace. Uh, last night as I'm down working in the garage, it was funny cause I saw something about a corner of my eye and I was like, "Oh, cats. And I go to kind of coming down and, you know, and I, I don't like to, I mean, I guess I chase it a little bit. I more just like stomp, like, all right, get out of here. Go poop in someone else's yard. So I come down and I'm like, I don't see any cats here. I'm looking around and then I look up on my fireplace with pretty tall two raccoons just sitting there. I was like, Oh, okay. So I snapped a couple pictures. And at that point, my, my wife and kid were already, you know, in a sleeping in finger quotes, but, you know, half asleep. Um, so this morning I showed him, I was like, oh, look, raccoons. were." On and my daughter wanted to keep those. So my wife and I like, no, we don't, raccoons are wild animals. Wild animals. Um, and that's that's actually, you know what, before I get into before the naming thing, that's a hot tip, uh, I will tell you. And I don't think they ever did it, but a friend of mine uh, was out camping with mul- multiple families, and he had three kids, I think three of his kids with him at the time, and they were like, we're going to try to catch a bird. And there's like, you know, they're beach camping. So there's like seagulls or whatever. And he's like, you know what? You catch a bird and you can keep it. A couple hours later, he turns around, sees all the doors to his car wide open. He goes, what the, what? And the kids are running around. He's like, what are you guys doing? And they're throwing bread in the car. And they said, we're going to get a bird to fly in and close the door to the car. <laughs> I went, okay. And I, I said to him, I said, Derek, that one's on you, man. <laughs> like, you told them. You didn't tell them they, they couldn't use your car. Uh, I mean, fortunately, I don't think they caught a damn bird, but kids, kids can be smart. Uh, But as far as the naming, uh, my my daughter got a stuffed snake that she made through uh, the Kiwi Box. I've talked about Kiwi Box before. If if, if you got kids, check out the Kiwi Box. Kids of any age that goes all the way up to like high school kids. Um, And she got this like stuffed snake that she made herself. And of course, she wants to name it. So fortunately, she didn't name it like. Mouse or something. Uh, she named it Pumpkin. So we are progressing on the animal naming. Um, pumpkin, I... I Alright, okay, we can we can get behind that. And eventually we'll, you know, all be confident in letting her name a live animal. Alright, positive news. This one, everyone's aware of this one, but I want to take a moment and just recognize this as the positive news uh, for episode 38. The relief package. The relief package for the United States has passed. Um... I believe there's still some final steps, but it's it's passed and people are actually going to get money. Uh, I'm not bringing this up because there's so many people in need in this country. It, it's very obvious. Uh, and I don't even mean this is not a political thing for me. This is simply a positive news thing because people need the money. People are going to lose homes. People are going to have lost jobs. People are starving. You know? Now I'm fortunate. My family's very fortunate. I I've missed out on a ton of revenue for the past year, but fortunately my household, uh, has, has been able to do, do okay through all of the pandemic. My wife's been able to continue to work. Uh, and I've been able to continue some work I just, you know, I, I've missed out on my, my live event revenue, uh, from the past year. So, so for us, we're okay, but there's so many people out there that really, 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 really need it. And I'm glad to see that people are going to get the money that they need. Uh, to then continue to get through this and and hopefully when we when we're ready to open back up everyone's going to going to be okay instead of just not for lack of a better word i don't mean to laugh i just it, it it's always wild to me that this 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 government the this the federal government finds money for so many other things but it's like well people are dying and starving eh. And then what's going to happen is everything's going to open back up and people won't have money to do things and businesses are going to close and the economy's going to be shit. And then they're going to be like, oh, the economy, the economy. It's like, well, you should have taken care of the people first. It's amazing. All right, common sense. Oh, man. So I mentioned I got a new mattress the other day. My wife and I, we got a new mattress. That's funny. We ordered it a while ago and it's like one of these custom-made things. And not like fancy, like, custom-made. It's just... You order what you want through whatever company it was, and then they put together the mattress mattress with like whatever features. You know they have a bunch of different options. Uh, so that got delivered the other day, and it was funny. So we're pulling pulling an old mattress out of my room, queen size mattress, good size one. You know, and uh, it's my wife and I doing it with with a four year old running around. And I'm just like, oh god, and I get the damn thing out. And it's still sitting sitting in my garage right now. Um, just cause my wife's like, we got to keep for a couple days in case we don't like this mattress. Like Jesus Christ. Now I fucking mattress. But anyway, got a mattress. Anyway, I got a mattress in the driveway, dragging a thing down there and it's covered. And, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God. And then sure enough, uh, my wife's up here, like cleaning out, you know, stuff from the bed frame and, and everything. And, and I'm outside and I see the truck pull up and I'm like, Oh, there it is. You know, so I opened my front gate and I was like, Hey, and they could see him pulling it off. And, and the guy, and this is my wife and I barely able to move this other mattress. Guy pulls a queen size mattress off the truck and he's got it like on his. shoulder. I'm not even not even kidding. One hand. I'm. Sh- I think he's maybe stabilizing with the other hand. One hand just on his shoulder and he's carrying. it. He's like, hey. and I was like, oh, you can just lean it right here. And he's like, okay, cool. I was like, thank you. And like sign the little thing. And I'm going. And I said to my wife, I was like, oh man, uh, that match. Mattress- I think that mattress is a lot lighter than our old one because uh, he just carried it in with one hand. <laughs> and so we finished cleaning up, go to grab the new mattress and and bring it in house and take the plastic off and I go to lift one side of it, it was heavier than our previous mattress. And why do I put this in common sense? Because if you're going to, anyone who's out there saying nobody deserves, you know, $15 an hour and everything else, you're going to tell me that guy doesn't deserve $15 an hour or more? I'm not a super strong guy, but I'm also not a weakling. One arm. That, that's a skill that not everyone has. That guy deserves as much money as as really anybody out there, and that that's just how it is. Deserves more money than lawyers. <laughs> all these lawyers out there taking all the money. Doctors can have it. Lawyers, man, yeah. it's a joke. Don't don't send me messages. My dad's a lawyer. I don't. It's fine. I'm making jokes. Jesus. Creighton basketball. Uh, Creighton basketball, the coach of Creighton, Creighton University. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna save. Hang on, I'm gonna make a couple notes here. We're gonna save this because we're going way over time, and I'm getting exhausted. Uh, Creighton basketball coach actually w- uh, was giving a post game pep talk to his players, uh, and what he said on uh, multiple times throughout his pep talk uh, said that, and and I quote, and this is. A quote from this coach. I'm not even going to give his name because I don't, it's not what's important here. And he said, and I quote, uh, I need everybody to stay on the plantation, end quote. Talking to his team in basketball. And we all know the predominant race uh, within basketball players, whether it's college or professionals. So for obvious reasons, he caught some flack over this. Now, I don't think anything serious has happened as far as discipline yet. Um, And apparently from what I can see, he has a pretty good track record. The reason this really stuck out to me and the reason that we have to look at this from a common sense standpoint is just using the word plantation like that is not something that comes up in my vocabulary on a regular basis. It's just not. So for him to say, I quote, we all need to stay on the plantation. He has said that before. To me, common sense says he has said that before. Now, I don't want to get rid of the guy or anything else, but these are just the things we... We're not talking like one slip-up of a thing that you, where you're like, well, that you just don't realize that's offensive. And whether he realizes it's offensive or not, there's no excuse for using that terminology. You know? It's just... And, and I ask all of you out there, Wall fans, do, like, do you use that word? Do you know people that use that word? Probably not. Or if you do, there's a reason they use it. And it's, it's like this Creighton basketball coach. All right. Well, apparently they're trying to cancel Eminem. And to be fair, I have no opinion on the matter. I don't. Uh, I'm not a big Eminem fan. I don't dislike Eminem. It's fine. He's there. Slim, shady, whatever. It's it's all good. Um, I'm still upset about Warped Tour 99 when he headlined instead of Pennywise. And I missed Pennywise because that was when we took our break thinking Pennywise should be headlining. But I digress. Um, so apparently, some people on uh, socials are trying to, trying to cancel them over lyrics. And I get it. You ever listen to some Eminem lyrics? Not great. Not great. I will also say that uh, sometimes song lyrics, much like um, dialogue in a movie, Quentin Tarantino, for example, uh, it, it's done for creative reasons. And I'm not saying that's what the deal is with Eminem. You know, Quentin Tarantino, we've seen the language that gets used in a lot of his films. He doesn't really get flack for that because it's creative. Again, I'm not defending Eminem. Uh, But I will say if if kids out there are upset about Eminem lyrics, wait until they find out about this band called The Misfits. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, moving on here. uh, Cancel culture. Speaking of cancel culture, this is what I wanted to talk about. And I think this is going to be coming up a few more times. Uh, over the next few episodes cuz it's literally become a political issue now. They they're debating this in the federal government. Cancel culture. I still don't understand the term cancel culture. I've said it. Like th- there's it's not it's not like someone's out there going, "Today I shall cancel you." Like no. No, people are doing things to get themselves canceled and it's not even canceled. <laughs> it's not like you die. <laughs> You're just not as popular anymore. The interesting thing about the whole cancel culture thing, like Gina Carano, oh, there's just cancel culture, but now she's got his career over on that side of, Like so That that's what also cracks me up because it's like you have the, you have the, the the right wing, the conservatives and everything that are like it's cancel culture and it's like this damn liberal media and then like the liberal media is like we don't like blah blah and they're like it's cancel culture and it's like but what do you want? Like, oh, so you do recognize that the liberal media is more accurate than this bullshit, you know, OAN and all this other shit that conservatives put out there and listen to and watch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But when it comes to cancel culture and finger pointing and everything else, I would like to point out the original, the original kings, kings of cancel culture in the 90s. And that would be Christians and the Catholic Church. I grew up Catholic, 13 years of Catholic school. You want to get more ridiculous than that? Not only 13 years of Catholic school, I was an altar server. I was an altar boy, and then they let girls become altar servers in California, and I was an altar server because they weren't. we were not all boys. Eh, on top of that... I started the Columbian Squire Circle at my church there in Poway. Oh yes, on top of that, I was the state chief squire of the Columbian Squires of California. Uh, I'm also a fourth degree knight, taught religious education in Catholic Church and helped out on retreats. I am very well of the Catholic Church and the Catholic culture and everything else, and especially in the 90s because that's when I was doing it before I came to my common senses and realized like, oh, maybe this isn't a great church for me because it's not actually a fucking church. It's a political political organization that likes to make people think the, the way that they want them to think. But I digress think about the 90s and even before the 90s the 80s and 90s you know what christians and cat and the catholic church canceled just a few just a just a couple for you dungeons and dragons a silly game we were all told that that was devil worship if we played dungeons and dragons it was devil worshiping according to christians and the catholic church and all the pearl clutching housewives of the 90s you know what else got canceled kevin smith oh dogma oh oh that's what an insult to the Catholic Church dogma from Kevin Smith. We weren't allowed to see Kevin Smith movies. Thank God my family had common sense because that's the basis of my childhood and teenhood is Kevin Smith movies. And most importantly, I mean, there's many, and many, 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 many other things. You know what else got canceled in the 90s by the Catholic Church? Fucking Disney. Disney got canceled by the Catholic Church in the 90s. In fact, when I was in eighth grade, every eighth grade class at my Catholic school every year would go on a trip to Disneyland. The year before or my year, whatever it was, they canceled that because we were boycotting Disneyland and we weren't allowed to go to Disneyland. Catholics canceled the mouse. So I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it at all. The hypocrisy is astounding. And I witnessed it firsthand. Firsthand. You you can't tell me those things didn't happen. And if you're curious about the Disney thing, look up a movie called Priest. All right, entertainment news. I got a couple quick things for you here because we are way over time. I'm exhausted. I think I just hit a little bit of like a hit that window of like, all right, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this and I'm just gonna be like fall over and it'll probably be fun. All right, entertainment news. Punksylvania. I believe I've mentioned this before. Um, and this is uh, the people with uh, with Riot Squad Media uh, that are that are also putting this on. Punksylvania 2021. Uh, they this is finally uh, festivals are finally happening. Um, we've seen I talked about Punk Rock Bowling getting rescheduled, and we actually have dates now for Punksylvania and uh, a lot of the artists. So go check them out on Facebook. Um, they actually have an event listing, uh, but you can also just check out Punksylvania, and it'll show you all the artists that are so far signed on. I think more being added. Uh, and that's going to happen September 9th through 12th uh, at Four Quarters Farm in Artemis, Pennsylvania. I am terrible with geography, especially when it's not like a state that I've lived in. Uh, so I'm not sure where. Artemis, Pennsylvania is in relation to kind of bigger cities, but that is where it's happening. Check them out; looks like a great lineup. Uh, I love all the people that are that are working on that and doing it. So, uh, if nothing else, go and support them. Uh, but really, you don't have to because there's some great bands playing anyway. Uh, Barstool Preachers are also booking shows. They are look looks like they're booking shows in September and October. Uh, I am incredible. All of, all of the UK wall fans out there, please, for the love of God, take some pictures, take some videos. I, I'm going to live vicariously through all of you because the preachers can't leave. They can't get over here right now. And if there's one band outside of the country uh, that, that that I want coming right now is the Barstool Preachers. In fact, I'm sorry to some of the other bands that are even local to California. I might trade like five of you for one, for one Barstool Preachers. I don't know. That's just me personally because I have a uh, ridiculous obsession with uh, with Barstool Preachers. Uh, but, yeah, if you're in the U.K., check that out, please. It, Paul, you better be taking some— I, I, I don't know, Why am I saying that? Paul's going to listen. He's like, before I even said his name, he's like, Oh, you know I'm taking good photos, so I'm not going to worry about that. We'll get a lot of that. And speaking of Barstool Preachers, uh, they've actually put out a request for content. So if you're a Preachers fan, a BSP fan, uh, check out the posts that they put out there. Um, they're actually just looking for some content to share with their music— uh, and if you follow them on Instagram, you may have seen a recent video that was shared by the preachers, uh, featuring the daughter of a very, very good friend uh, of mine, and probably many of your good friend as well, if uh, if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, so, so check that out. Send some videos. I'm, i I got to send some in. I got to sort some, sort through some. Uh, and interestingly enough, I asked my wife yesterday before I was like, can, can let me get one of your fire spinning videos. <laughs> Like, that's the funny thing. I'm like, everything I do on video is yelling at a wall and talking to a microphone. Like, I'm not talented like my wife. My wife, my wife spins fire and sings and does real things, not the silly things like I do. All right, one more thing, and I can't believe I hadn't mentioned this yet. I'm probably going to mention it a few more times over the next few episodes. Uh, stupid Rad Merch Company, uh, big fans of theirs, Simeon and Mike over there doing good work. Simeon, the owner Mike's working real closely with Simeon. Uh, actually, the makers of this mug, we've had some Stupid Rad uh merchant clothing on here uh many times before but but the mug is on every episode custom made by stupid rad merch uh check them out on Facebook because they're doing they're doing these like Friday fun hangout things and uh, I try to join as much as I can the part of it is and it's I get jealous because they're in the Midwest and I'm in California so they they like pop up and they're drinking beers and I'm like ah, it's two o'clock here I, I can't start but eh, maybe if I didn't have a four-year-old, it probably, should, yeah, it's a crack one. Uh, but then the other thing is I, my four-year-old starts running around, and, and I'm like, ah, trying to wrangle her and watch it. But check that out on Fridays uh, on Facebook and on Instagram too. But uh, Facebook will definitely keep you updated uh, with all that stuff. Uh, and they've been doing new merch, so you can actually get, get your eyes and hands on some new merch on Fridays that, that becomes exclusive and pre-order and limited and all that kind of good stuff. So Stupid Rad. We love Simeon uh, and Mike over there at Stupid Rad. They, they take a lot of my money. But they also hook it up with a lot of stuff. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I was right in the mic. Uh, and actually, let me point that out too. For those of you watching on video, or if you're going to see the photos, uh, I am. <clears throat> I'm actually wearing my One Family One Flag uh, crewneck sweatshirt uh, from the the fine people over there at Pirates Press. Big fan of Pirates Press as well, so check them out. Uh, especially for vinyl merch, for sure. Uh, depending on the band, but uh, or their own merch. Uh, but vinyl, I will say, Pirates Press uh, is is probably that's one of the best sites to get vinyl right now for sure because they have so many bands on there. Uh, they do media mail. Uh, I mean, like Fat is another good one, but Fat Wreck only has Fat Wreck stuff, uh, whereas Pirates Press has you're gonna f- so freaking many bands on there. Um, so just to check them out for your for your merch needs, but more importantly, your vinyl needs. Alright, that's gonna do it. I'm exhausted. I'm i I'm done. We got a late start tonight today too. I'm be stuck in this studio for a couple hours. Hopefully I don't pass I'm gonna go tell my wife, like, hey if you don't hear me like moving around in there for like twenty minutes, come make sure I'm not asleep. Might have to do that. Uh alright. It's been fun though, despite the exhaustion. I always love getting in here. And uh and obviously we are getting back to the live streams very, 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 very soon. It's just it's been <laughs> Fucking madness around uh, the go Tell it to the wall studio and the O'Rourke household. So please forgive me, but that's coming soon. I'm just, I'm looking at my CPU. you like could probably just click it on right now and it'd start working, but it's just, uh, I got to troubleshoot and that way I don't get, have to deal with it day of. All right. On that note, uh, wall fans, common sensors, we will be back next week. Uh, same wall play, same wall time with episode 39, possibly live. Who knows? Uh, in the meantime, make sure you follow us on social platforms, uh, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell us to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. Uh, my own personal Instagram, which is at SoCalSean, and of course our website SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that is your one-stop shop for everything pertaining to uh, Go Tell us to the Wall and the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and uh, also our Patreon and merch links on there. So help us out, buy some merch, uh, help us out on Patreon if you have the means to do so. All right, as I said, wall fans, common censors, this has been. Episode 38 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next time, Wall fans, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use Common Sense.